0: There you go. Yep, do it. Hello, men. Welcome to Created, Called, Courageous. Who are we as men? What is it like to think the way a man does? What does it feel like to be a man? What's going on deep in our hearts and minds? These podcasts are conversations about our male journey. We want to understand who we are as men and what we need to do as God's sons, created and called to give Christ-centered leadership in every part of our lives. We are created by God all to be his servant leaders, and we must be courageous in living out our mission. We are Ben Harris, Daryl Mackey, and I'm Dave Hulse. This episode is titled The Extra Mile, written by Ben Harris and produced by Daryl Mackey. The Extra Mile, part one. You find yourself in a
1: survival type situation where it's necessary to ascend up a steep mountain in order to reach an extraction point. An adventure gone wrong in more ways than one has left you in this compromising position. On your back, you carry one of your brothers who is unconscious. Your other brother's location is unknown at this point. As you scale the mountain, the temperature and oxygen level are taking a serious toll on your body. It's literally beginning to shut down. In order to keep your mind engaged, you've adopted a method of spotting a marker 10 to 20 feet in front of you and just focusing on getting there, at which point you look for the next focus point. Essentially, breaking the grueling climb into bite-sized pieces. A special forces tactic you once learned from your brother, you now carry on your shoulder. As you near the summit, you hear a distant noise that sounds like a call for help. You scan across the mountainside and spot your missing brother, who is in a dangerous situation. Located about a mile away, you weigh the risks in your mind, Knowing your decision not only affects you, but the one you are carrying. Part 2 After much deliberation, you finally decide to make the dangerous attempt to rescue your brother, telling yourself his life is worth it. While the outcome could go many different ways, including potential loss of your own life, you realize you could never live with yourself knowing you didn't at least try you reach the ridge, he hangs on, and you see him trembling in fear. Your outstretched hands connect, and he is pulled to safety. At the peak of the mountain awaits your rescue team of one. One who has already made the ascent, and made it under much more treacherous conditions. He too carried a heavy weight to the top, ultimately overcoming and becoming your only hope of rescue. Not only did he persevere, but you can know with confidence he will hear your call for help and without hesitation will go the extra mile because your life is worth it to him. As you are lifted from the dangerous cliff, you look back down in a state of shock, tears of relief and joy streaming down your face. You lift your eyes to your rescuer, thanking him, clinging to him, telling him you will do anything to repay him for saving you his ask of you in return, to seek out those lost or in need, no matter the risk, and do whatever necessary to save them. Men, this is our mission, and our response must be, I will go the extra mile for my brother because Christ went the extra mile for me. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us, so we ought to give up our lives
0: for our brothers. First John. So Ben, the extra mile—the way you have written this message—is by creating uh, an allegory, or in the Bible we might call it a parable. It's a story with a deeper meaning. My big question is this: What made you think about this story? I know you don't take drugs, so what state of mind were you in at the time this came to you? Do you think the Holy Spirit gave you this story? Well, I appreciate your
2: uh, your confidence in me that you're—you know—I'm a sober mind. (laughs) Um, I'll tell you how this kind of originated. And interestingly enough, um, it was actually from my brother. Over the years, through kind of hard times, my brother will just show up via a text message in the middle of the night, um, you know, just, you know, checking in, those kind of things. And it's interesting as I look back that through different challenges I've gone through, he and my other brother have been there to kind of just those little words in those moments. And this story or this, this idea actually came from one of those conversations where I was kind of going through a tough time and I'm the youngest of the three, right? Of, of brothers. And, uh, and the comment was reading he had done about Navy SEALs and their training, which is super intense. And he had talked about, you know, this story about a Navy SEAL or something like that, that was, you know, trying to get up a mountain. They were doing these big hikes that they have to do for their training. And he was just so spent, like he was just struggling so hard that what he began to do was like set like these little focal points for himself just to get to that point. And then when he got to that point, he would look for the next one. And so my brother said to me, you know, like sometimes in life, that's what we've got to do, right? Like there's really hard times and it's hard to look too far ahead. Just find your little spot, work to get there and then, you know, go, go the extra spot. So that was the initial little uh, note. And then, you know, that thought just kind of stuck with me. I started thinking more and more about it and uh, started ta- thinking about our life uh you know and in how many ways it's it's like we're climbing a mountain and in many ways um you know there's times where there is rescue needed
0: okay thank you it's an interesting uh story about how the story came to be daryl what are your kind of high level thoughts about this story
1: This piece of writing was a harrowing adventure tale that had my blood running cold, and I was, you know, on the edge of my seat trying to find out what was going to happen next. And putting myself in the, you know, position of the the characters in this like short piece of writing, it was, you know, truly amazing and and the most uh, raw and and real uh, situation where you know you're in a situation where you, you you don't know what to do. You don't necessarily know how to proceed. Like you got the, the fog of war and you've got a mission, but the whole mission's blown apart and you're trying to figure out on the fly, what's the best way to proceed. And there's danger at every step. And there's, you know, uh, you know, people that need help and you're just barely hanging on. And, uh, you know, you've heard some tidbits of training from other people, you know, like we're not army Rangers. Right. But, you know, we've heard, watched the movies and seen some things. And those are the experiences that we draw. And like this guy, his friend told him one time, just, you know, break it up into chunks. Right. So that's what he did. Um, but I was uh, I was fascinated by the, the story. I felt really compelled to consider, you know, being in that position. And, you know, I really think the, uh, you know, the metaphor or allegory of, you know, kind of climbing the hill to get to the rescue point, I think is a really apt metaphor. Um, I guess it seems like life is just truly an an uphill journey, ultimately away from life and towards death. And it, it's, it leads to death for everybody and you've got some critical choices to make along the way. And, you know, there's only one way out, only one rescuer at the end of it. Right. But it's, uh, you know, life's meant to be difficult. And, you know, when it is like that, when you're in a situation, situation like this, and you're so close to death, like you you feel like you're truly living, right? As opposed to kind of sitting on the couch, watching TV or just cheering on your sports team or, you know, going for a country drive or, you know, singing in church or whatever. This is, this is as real and raw as it gets. And the opportunity to, you know, play that role of a hero. I think it's something that, you know, we would die for that opportunity Mm -hmm. literally or metaphorically. So I was really Captivated by the story, and I think it has a lot of food for thought.
0: Well, uh, in the big picture, I've, I've kind of got a, a bit of a problem with this story, not the story itself. I think it's great. I think this is a story of how a man wants to see himself. I think it's a story of how God has designed the man, the male, uh, in his uh, image. My problem, I guess, is I'm not sure. I know men want to be the hero. As boys, we grew up wanting to be the hero of the story. We still want to be the hero. But I guess my question or my problem is, do men really take this kind of personal sacrifice that we're talking about in this story? Do, we, do men really actually get involved and in, put themselves in a position to sacrifice the way this story uh, talks about? Is there a gap between who we want to be in our hearts, who God's made us to be, and who we really are from day to day? You mentioned, Daryl, about you know watching TV on the couch. I'm just as guilty as anybody uh, liking to watch my sports on TV. But there's another part of our lives, isn't there, where we are called to be heroes and courageous uh, for others and where we also submit to God's rescuing in our lives. I think the quick uh, answer to that question from my standpoint and from my
2: experience, Dave, is um, the desire may be there, Mm -hmm. but the answer is probably no. Do we actually make this kind of personal sacrifice? Not often. You know, as this was being written, I was asking myself like deeply some of these questions, you know, questions like, you know, what truly is our brother's you know, life worth to us and how far would we go to save it, right? Yeah. Um, it's one thing to, to maybe have a quick answer in your head, but I think if we actually stop and really think about that, I think the, the reality is is that you know, brotherhood is kind of a lost concept in our culture, definitely a lost concept in, in our church environments. We, we look at each other like brothers uh, or talk to each other like we're brothers, but you know, when push comes to shove, are we actually there in those moments, those critical moments when, you know, a brother is on the side of the mountain about to fall? Are we there to get him and pull him back on? And, and you know, I think that's not only the close ones, but even ones that are maybe a little bit distant, right? Maybe more the distant ones that are a little bit further out, right? The ones that, you know, have showed up once or twice to a meeting, but, you know, they, they don't come too often. Like, do we view them as brothers, right? And do we go that extra mile to, to save them if, if, if we can or if we have the chance to? Yeah.
0: I, I kind of think just uh, to, to kind of bring this to a little bit of a, maybe a, a ray of hope, I think probably one of the reasons for doing these podcasts is to provide encouragement and maybe some guidance and direction in this way of, of how we as men can do the things that we're talking about in this, in this story, where we can um, be that person who would sacrifice uh, you know, a little bit of ourselves to reach out to others, knowing what Christ has done for us, as we see at the end there at the story at the end of the story. And maybe men need a vehicle. And I'm thinking right now, one of the reasons, one of my motivations for these podcasts is to encourage men to, to get together, whether it's in a church men's group or in a, a men's group in your living room or whatever it might be, just reach out to other guys and, and get together, listen to the podcast, read some books, talk talk to each other, uh, listen to each other's heart. And uh, when you do that, of course, you're going to find men who are going to be needing help that you can carry along and up the mountain. Uh, so this is um, maybe a way of kind of stimulating that kind of ministry in our hearts for other people daryl
1: we live in a time where uh our our tensions are divided between our Mm. ourselves and our families and our band of brothers right Mm -hmm. and we have to have some priorities and i think like for the most part our our family or ourself you know not in a good way but like would be the priority so um we put the you know the band of brothers like third and we're not going to find ourselves in, in these types of situations where it's truly life or death if you don't risk your life that your brother's going to die and i think if we were in that situation we might you know act heroically right mm-hmm. so we don't find ourselves in these situations but we do find ourselves in situations right and i think the you know the concept that you talked about Ben of kind of chunking or just breaking li- breaking the whole mission or the journey we got a life of 80 years or 90 years or whatever it's going to be and, uh, you know, we got to break it up into chunks. And if, if God's put us in a position where the, the challenge ahead of us is spending some time talking to the wife, like we talked about before, and that's that's the heroic act of the day, then so be it. And you can fail that pretty easily. And we all have failed that. But I think if you do the next right thing, whether it's big or small, that's hero training. Mm. Or ultimately, if, if God sets you up in a situation where your life is just Abounding with peace, and those are your greatest challenge, and you're able to accomplish it and be you know gracious and merciful and you know giving and and helpful to people and you just have a life of peace. you don't have to do any of these life rescues then then great, but you do the next thing that's put in front of you, big or small, and that's that's hero training but we uh, you know when, when do we when do we get ourselves into a situation where we have to you know make that choice like in this story where you have to you know, if we're in a situation where our brother beside us is wounded we're on some sort of adventure and you need to drag them 10 kilometers to, I don't think any of us is not going to do that, right? I mean, if we had to run and leave them and run and get help and come back, we would all consider that. This story amps it up to the next level where you're, you're already doing that and you're reaching the extraction point and you are at your end of your line. You're running out of oxygen, running out of energy, and that's when you hear, you know, a brother mile away on the cliffside crying for help and you have to make a decision, are you going to you know, leave the brother who's hurt already, close to the extraction point and risk your life, which there's no guarantee you're gonna make it there and certainly no guarantee you're gonna pull your brother back. To take it to that next level, that's a, you know, it's, it's almost like a paradox, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, uh, just say the abortion question, people that don't like abortion don't like it, but most people argue, they say, what about if the life of the mother is in jeopardy? Well, that's truly a difficult question to answer, right? Like, cause you're, you're there's two lives in the balance. And you have to make a decision. And, you know, being a, a hero or being a, taking a heroic act is all about making the right decision, the sacrificial, self-sacrificial decision in the moment, right? Um, so I think it's good preparation to think about these things and to, to plan, but to remember that every day we're training, right? Because if we say, nah, not for me, No, I'm not going to take the time with the wife, oh, I'm not going to you know, help that person needs it there in those little moments, it's going to be hard-pressed for us to uh, be ready. Yeah. And and I think, uh, you
2: know, on that point, I think, you know, not overlooking those little moments, right. Sometimes it is the little things that, um, are truly bigger than we realize, right. Like, uh, like to your point, Daryl, like, you know, yeah, we're not talking about physically being on this mountain most likely for most of us. Right. But in our lives, um, what does that look like? Right. What do the mountains in our life look like and what do those situations look like? Right. And, you know, they may not seem as extreme as this story goes, but, in the big scheme of things, you know, for that man um, that's hanging off the side of the cliff, um, whatever that looks like uh, in our lives, uh, it is a big deal. Um, yeah.
0: It is a big deal. Well, fear is a big part of our lives nowadays uh, in terms of the way the world is in our own personal lives. We find with talking with marriages and coming alongside marriages, fear is one of the big issues that, that people are facing in their lives and relationships. So there's there's a way of of looking at fear as being real, very real in people's lives, and we need we need people to come alongside and encourage us in those times of fear, and we need that courage uh, from the Lord. Um, ben, just back to the story for a minute. You have two parts in the story, and between part one and two, you've got an interlude. It says, and um, you have some important questions. Would you like to to read those questions to us?
2: Yeah, well, I think it's I think it's like we're talking about here. I think it's trying to figure out how we take this story and apply it to. The lives that you know we're all living right so you know what exactly are we talking about here like what is the rescue plan that we're talking about um, what is the situation like what is this disaster situation or the place that we find ourselves in our life um you know who is it that we turn to when we get into those tough situations like do we have somebody um or do we have others who are coming to us and asking us for you know calling out for help um you know what should be our response you know um you know, when we're called to for help. Like it's all these things that how do we take it and, and how do we take this, you know, yes, kind of over the top extreme story but kind of bring it into our lives that we're living today, right? So, um, yeah, I'd be interested to kind of hear some of the uh, thoughts on some of, some of that.
1: Yeah, Ben, I think this, like, and, and Dave, this this story, the, the allegory of the mountain, we are literally metaphorically walking up a mountain in our lives and we, we you know, don't see it that way. But, you know, our life is, if we're trying to live a life, a godly life, we're trying to walk closer and closer and get closer to God as we move through this life. And the challenges we face get, you know, more increasingly difficult. The, the deeper you go with God, the kind of more is it, the more that's given to you, the more that's expected of you. Right. So it gets more challenging as you go, which is like a you know consideration of the, the uphill climb getting steeper. Right. And I think if you were to get as close to God as Moses did, or, you know, when, they're with Jesus at the transfiguration. That's like a you know straight up trajectory, right? This mountain. But, um, you know, life's getting harder and there's people falling away alongside of us as we go. And maybe we'll be blessed beyond blessed and walk through and reach Christ at the top. And that's all good. But that's not all that life is about. There are people put into our lives along the way you know, our brothers and even, you know, strangers or acquaintances that come across that, like we do have varying degrees of accountability too, right? And if we're talking about our band of brothers uh, along the way, then we have like a a very high degree of responsibility and accountability to them as we do other loved ones, right? So as we go through this uphill walk up the mountain, if you look at life of 80 years or whatever, condensed down to a, you know, a, a two day period you know, as you're you're climbing up this mountain and this guy in the stories, you know, getting more fatigued and running out of oxygen. And that's how our life gets, you know, when you get in the past, the last quarter of your life, it gets a little harder to breathe. Your muscles are a little worn down. So you're actually getting yourself in this situation. Um, The one challenge is, is like the the cry for help in a survival situation like this would be very explicit and you'd know exactly what is required of person, I suppose. Whereas in life, the, the spiritual cries often require a bit of discernment or can be you know, disregarded a little easier on your conscience, right? You can just say, oh, I didn't know that's that's what, what was going on, right? But it's very obvious if somebody's sitting there with a bleeding leg and on the side of the mountain what what they need. Um, but what's the what's the rescue plan, right? We know that we're not getting out of this life alive, right? The only rescue plan we have is to keep marching forward higher and higher, following Christ and get to the point where he Whisks us away to heaven, whether it's in resurrection or um, you know rapture or whatever. But along the way, um, the the only way that the fallen ones are going to get to that rescue plan is through us. And Christ has given us that mission to kit, pick up and carry those along the way and bring them to Christ as well. And if we consider the the metaphor of this story and consider life, then the only rescue plan is through Jesus Christ. There's no, no other way, no other religion, no other money, no other like kind actions. No, you know, nothing, nothing, right? It's only Jesus. So how will they know unless they're called or told about Jesus? And we got to, we got to figure out, you know, if we're ready, willing, and able to do that along the way.
2: Mm -hmm. So it sounds like kind of what you're saying is like ultimately, uh, and I know this is where the story leads, but Um, ultimately it's, it's really all of us that need rescuing. Right. And I think that's a slightly different angle on this whole story. Like, here's the thing, right. You know, we all want to be the hero, right. The guy that's carrying the guy on his back and going and grabbing the other guy. And you know, the ones that we watch while we're sitting on the couch. Um, you know, but how many of us are okay being the one getting rescued? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm being honest, you know, on, on this podcast coming in here tonight, I kind of want to be the guy tonight that's getting carried. I'm I'm coming in having a hard week, right? Yeah. That's that's the the reality of um, most of our lives is that you know sometimes we are that guy that's going and grabbing the other guy or carrying somebody on our shoulder, but then there's other times that we're the one that's about to fall and we're calling out, right? And um, you know it's 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 truly encouraging to me to have people like you, Daryl, people like you, Dave, who's you know uh, later in their life, if you want to say, who is still listening to those calls and reaching down and helping people up, right? Um, and so I think um, it's it's something that we need to consider that, you know, yes, you know, be the hero, but also, yes, you know, be
0: rescued. Yeah, I'm thinking about, um, as we're talking, I'm thinking about, imagine every man who's listening to this podcast, uh, I know Ben and Daryl and myself, Dave, I know that we are all You know, climbing that mountain in certain ways, whether it's our personal lives or our marriage or family, or in my case, uh, it's kind of a very serious illness in the family. So, um, in many ways, we are aware ourselves as brothers here that we are each of us uh, climbing this mountain, and and um, we probably understand that people listening to this have their mountains as well. So, um, we uh, we want to come to the kind of climax of the story here, and talk about the one who is the rescuer. Um, ben, I love the uh, the last sentence uh, in your writing in the verse that you end the story with. And uh, maybe uh, we're going to try reading this uh, s- this one sentence together that, that uh, Ben wrote, the three of us, and then I'm going to ask Ben if he'll read 1 John 3.16 to us. Here we go, guys. I will, I will go, go the extra mile for my brother, brother because Christ,
1: Christ went, went the extra mile for me. me. Not bad. So 1 John
2: 3:16 says we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us, so we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers.
0: Yeah, we are called to to be in fellowship with each other, not to be lone wolves, but to be together in fellowship and and caring for each other that way. Just as we end this broad, this podcast, uh, any final thoughts? I think it's I think it's, you know, time that, you know, we start being a little bit honest with each other, right? I think we
2: need to be vulnerable. Mm. We need to be okay being weak at times Um, because I, I I truly don't believe until we put ourselves or get ourselves into the place where we need to be rescued. Will we ever be able to go on and Mm. and genuinely rescue somebody else? Right. Um, Whether that be, you know, reaching up to, you know, somebody close to you, um, or whether that be, you know, just in our, you know, being rescued by Christ. Right. Like, I'm not sure that we say it. Right. But you know, Are we really okay and and do we accept what christ really did for us and are we okay to take that position of the one that's being carried um and and ultimately you know it's christ who's going to take us right right Uh, to get to what we're talking about this brotherhood that we're talking about in this story into our lives or into our little band of brothers that we have around us i think it's about you know being all three of those brothers in this story right at different times mm. right and i think it's about um you know being honest about those times um and there may be times where you know there's two that need to be thrown over the shoulder and one's going to do a bit of the, the weight lifting but um you know it's 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 a it's a struggle our, our life can be a struggle and you know this is the position we have to take to get to the top right and to get out
1: Yeah. Ultimately, we all as men would love to play the hero, and we do have different opportunities to do it, and I'm sure we've all missed some of them and have regrets in our lives. And luckily or, you know, thankfully to God that there'll be more opportunities to do the next right small thing or big thing that's set before us. And, you know, ultimately what's even more important than fulfilling your obligation to be a hero in those moments is the realization that Ultimately, we are going to be in that vulnerable, crying out, broken body and spirit, needing Christ to rescue us. And that's infinitely more important than being the hero ourselves. So, you know, we do have a a debt because Christ, you know, went out of his way and he risked his life time after time and gave the ultimate sacrifice to save us. And what he asked for us in return is to kind of reach out and look for the lost as well. And you know, really do the same thing. And, you know, if that call for the ultimate sacrifice comes, you know, we have to weigh in our hearts if we really truly believe that kind of that symbolism of baptism, that like you kind of die to your old self and are reborn, that your old self is dead and your life doesn't have the same earthly value that it did before, that our values now found in Christ, that if he calls you to risk it for something that, you know, we got to consider that that's something that maybe we should do. And it's just, uh, you know, it's difficult because, you know, the Bible says in Romans, rarely for a righteous man will one die, but maybe, maybe for a good man, someone might dare to die, you know. Um, so it's hard. It's not easy. But, you know, Jesus gives us enough examples where he's willing to leave the 99 and come after the one that's lost, right? And uh, I think ultimately, um, you know, this life as we walk, the goal is to, leave it all on the field, right? At the end of the game, be totally spent, have nothing left and just to be an empty vessel and let Christ fill us back up if, if that's his will, right? But, um, you know, we want to give God all the glory, you know, and, you know, just remember that he's the true hero, the true rescuer and the true savior. And, uh, you know,
0: that's what it's all about. Okay, well, thanks, Ben Harris and Daryl Mackey. Men, we pray that this conversation has been both challenging and encouraging to you. And we hope it reminds every man who's listening that we have been eternally rescued by Jesus when we give him our heart and our life. We call it salvation. And we'll always be rescued by the one who rescues us when we're lost or in need. If you need rescuing today, turn to Christ and receive his power in your life. But also know that the one who is the rescuer calls each of us with his help to rescue others, to reach out to others, Rescue those who need us along our way. Thanks for listening. We invite you to listen to the all the other created, called, and courageous episodes. Remember this in Jesus you are loved, strong, free, and rescued. Bye for now.